Welcome to episode 99 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes that object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now turn on the random number generator. I don't get paid enough for this. And the random number generator has printed a message indicating that I need to insert $5 in Australian currency to continue. Fortunately, I have an Australian $5 bill. Don't ask me where I got it from. I've never actually been to Australia. I'll insert that $5 bill into the banknote slot here, and... The machine has taken my money, and it's starting again. And the coordinates from the random number generator are 4 hours, 47 minutes, 40.0 seconds right ascension, and negative 20 degrees, 25 minutes, 44 seconds declination. The coordinates for this episode point to an object in the constellation Eridanus, which is a long string of stars that stretches from near the celestial equator to a place just beyond the declination of negative 55 degrees. This constellation is supposed to represent a river, and that river might or might not be connected to the myth of Jason and the Argonauts. The ancient Greek astronomers clearly ran out of ideas here and just decided to play connect the dots with a bunch of relatively faint stars. At least it looks like what it's supposed to look like, although it could have also been called the really long string constellation, or maybe the earthworm constellation. It couldn't be called the Snake Constellation, though, because that name was already taken by something which, surprisingly, looks more complicated than the string of stars. In any case, the specific object this episode's coordinates point to is Abel 514, which is a cluster of galaxies located at a distance of somewhere around 980 million light years or somewhere around 300 megaparsecs from Earth. Abel 514 was discovered in 1958 by George Abel, a mid-20th century astronomer whose expertise was in staring at lots of photographic plates and identifying locations in those photographic plates that appeared to contain more galaxies than usual. As I have mentioned in previous episodes, George Abel liked to stare at things for long periods of time. This might partly explain why he was a baseball fan. Anyway. Abel 514 contains at least 78 larger spiral and elliptical galaxies, as well as many fainter spiral, elliptical, and irregular galaxies, although I had problems finding any good estimates for the total number of galaxies in this cluster, and it's really hard to count all of the smaller ones anyway. The cluster also contains a lot of hot, 
ionized X-ray emitting gas that is usually referred to as intracluster gas. This gas looks rather disturbed, which indicates that ABO514 probably formed when two smaller clusters merged together. In this event, most of the galaxies in the merging clusters would have probably passed right by each other, although it's possible that a couple would have collided. However, you can think of each of the smaller merging clusters as containing a single blob of intracluster gas, and those two blobs would have basically smacked into each other and stuck together, forming sort of a gooey mess. This might make the cluster sound exciting, but in actuality, astronomers can find many other closer or bigger clusters that have formed from smaller clusters merging together. So astronomers don't look at ABEL 514 for this specific reason. Instead, what makes ABEL 514 really special is that it contains six radio galaxies. Radio galaxies are a subset of galaxies containing active galactic nuclei, or AGN. I mention AGN very frequently in this podcast, so this might sound slightly repetitive, but an AGN contains a supermassive black hole, millions or billions of times the mass of the sun, a disk of gas falling into the black hole, and jets of gas that appear above the poles of the black hole that form when infalling gas gets too hot, and then, instead of falling into the black hole, expands and gets deflected towards the poles of the black hole by the AGN's magnetic fields. Radio galaxies are a specific subclass of AGN, where the jets are aligned perpendicular to our line of sight, where the jets are very long, sometimes extending millions of light years outside their host galaxies, and where the jets produce huge amounts of radio emission. That radio emission is produced by electrons in the jets oscillating around the jets' magnetic fields. Electromagnetic radiation produced this way is called synchrotron radiation. One of the interesting things about synchrotron radiation is that it is polarized, and this becomes really, really important in ABEL 514. Magnetic fields in ABEL 514 can actually rotate the angle of polarization of the radio emission from the six radio galaxies within the cluster. This is a phenomenon called Faraday rotation, and by comparing the polarization angle that astronomers expect to the measured polarization angle, Astronomers can determine the strength of the magnetic fields in the intercluster gas, Nabel 514. Moreover, because the six radio galaxies in Nabel 514 are scattered around the cluster, and because some are on the near side of the cluster while others are on the far side of the cluster, astronomers can actually map the magnetic fields within Nabel 514. These observations allowed astronomers to determine that, in its center, Abel 514 appears to contain a region about 4.6 million light-years in size with relatively strong magnetic fields. Additionally, it seems like when Abel 514 formed from two smaller clusters merging together, the collision amplified the magnetic fields within Abel 514. These results have been very exciting in terms of understanding how magnetic fields work within clusters of galaxies. And this is why astronomers like to study ABEL 514 in so much detail.
So that's my summary of what astronomers find so exciting about Abel 514 and the location on your surface corresponding to the position of Abel 514 in the sky is a place in the Indian Ocean that could be described as either about 1470 kilometers east of the island of Mauritius or 1445 kilometers south of the island of Diego Garcia. It's kind of hard to say much of anything about where this place is or what's there. It doesn't even seem to correspond to any geological features on the ocean floor or anything involving ocean currents. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesounds project at www.freesounds.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>